Are there things in life that scare you a little? Uh-huh. But excite you a lot? Let's go! Are you chasing those things? Uh-huh. Are you letting fear dictate your life? If you're ready to break free from that cage of fear and to live an abundantly happy life, then you're in the right place. I guarantee you, I guarantee you will be happier for seeking what sets your soul on fire. fire. Join Lindsay Hanlon as we explore paths, passions, and purpose that guides us towards our best selves. This is the Winging and Rise Up Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Wing It Rise Up. Today I have with me the amazing Keisha Fitzgerald, who I am super, super excited to talk to because I listened to her once on one of my friend's podcasts and I was like, I need to message her instantly. Like she and I are so aligned in our vision and our marriages. She just got married and just kind of everything that we're doing and passionate about, we are aligned. So I wanted to welcome her here. She is the host of the Empower Her podcast, and I'm going to let her share a little bit about herself, if you will. Keisha, welcome, and thank you for coming on. Lindsay, I'm so pumped to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, so I feel like a lot of your listeners, because if they vibe with your story, they're probably going to vibe with kind of how I got here. So I'll, I'll give you a little backstory. So I did the thing that I thought that I should do where I went to college and I got the corporate job and I started working my way up the corporate ladder. And I actually was in a position where every single corporate job I had, uh, I had a lot of career trajectory. I made great income. I had great managers. I was in a really good situation, but intuitively I knew that something was off constantly. I was just like, something just feels like in the pit of my stomach. And I couldn't really explain it because we become like a byproduct of the expectations of our peer group. All of my girlfriends and my now husband, like they had these paths. They're like, this is just what we do. And I was like, this doesn't feel aligned for me, but on paper, it made sense. So I was really confused. And I felt a little bit of like guilt for actually wanting more because I knew I was in a better situation than a lot of, you know, my friends. And, and I was like, maybe it's because I'm in the wrong thing. Maybe I'm supposed to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't really know how to be an entrepreneur. I was like, I don't have any inventions. Like, what am I going to do here? (laughs) So um, I started my first business back in January of 2014 on the side, which was in network marketing. And that really was like my gateway into entrepreneurship. I learned a ton. I got to speak and build a massive team and learned a lot about business. And then about four or five years into that, I had this gut feeling that came up again that I was like, okay, I've done a lot in this field, but I want something else. It didn't feel aligned anymore. And again, it on paper made a ton of sense. And this actually was harder because if you're in a role or a situation where a lot of other people are clapping for you and they're saying, Oh, I wish I could be at the place that you're in. And you're like, crap, like, I don't really want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. It feels really scary and it can Mm -hmm. feel overwhelming. And I'm like, I don't know what I want to do next. Um, but I decided to start my podcast empower her. And the goal was to like pull back the curtain and kind of bring people along on the journey of trying to figure out what in the world I was doing. I would feel really lost. And I would Google like who wrote a book on feeling lost. And I would just bring them on my podcast. I'm like, here's all my questions for you. Um, and a community developed from that, which turned into now I help women launch podcasts, grow, scale, and monetize. We're doing live events. We've got merch doing all these cool things. Um, but it really started with feeling that gut feeling instead of wishing it away saying like, wait a second, can I be more curious about this? And that's been the path for me every single transition. (laughs) So here we are now. And yeah, so I feel like Lindsay, you and I have a lot in common and I'm sure a lot of the listeners um, can connect with that too. We do. Yeah. I, you know, that was, you know, listening to that and it was super cool. Just following that gut intuition, which I share with my listeners. I finally started to realize, oh my gosh, like this has been 
like powering me through all along. And I, it's, you know, taken me a little bit of time, you know, raising four kids. There was a little bit of a, uh, <laughs> yeah, a in there, but once, <laughs> once my eyes got open, which for me was also network marketing um, and, you know, kind of pushing myself out of my comfort zone and starting to like kind of, you know, look back on your perspective on life and like, okay, well, I did that. That was really cool. Oh my gosh. Like that's my gut intuition. It's been leading me on along, following the signs and just really having a strong faith and belief in myself yeah. to, you know, to pivot. If you need to pivot, you know, you want to do something else, do something else. And knowing that, you know, you trust yourself to get it done. And if it doesn't work out, it's leading you into something greater. And I think I listened to you say something about that recently is that like everything is working for us. You know, if we, yeah. everything is, if we believe that and I truly, truly do. So yeah, yeah. I want to share with people so much about following your gut intuition, following the signs, believing in yourself and getting out of your own way. And I am sure, you know, with everything that you do with empowering women and, you know, getting them to use their voice for one. But I, for me, I also noticed in network marketing that a lot of people are in their own way and in their own heads. Like, what's everyone going to think of me? Yep. I don't know if I can do that. So how would you say you would empower someone to get out of their own way? And yeah. if it's like, if it's something they want to do, how would you say, go and do it anyways, no matter? You yeah. Know, so I think at the root and like the root of everything in entrepreneurship. And I think in just like growth in general is confidence building, where if you can just start to believe in your ability to figure things out, because especially there's some women listening in that maybe you and I are very in line with listening to our own intuition, but it's because we've had practice, right? Sure. So we've, we have yeah. this, you know, idea that we can look back and we can say, last time I listened to myself, this did work out. And so when you're in that beginning season where you're really starting to trust yourself or you're starting to make that first leap, or maybe it is call your shot on something that like, you're not yet the person who can accomplish that goal, which I think is a beautiful thing. Like you're stretching yourself. That's how you grow. But when you're in that, that season of like not having a lot of belief in yourself, it all feels harder. Everything feels harder. So it's going back to the, this like core idea that I love to think about constantly, which is your confidence bucket. It's like, you've got, you've got essentially a bucket and every single day that you show up and keep a promise to yourself, it's like, you're putting a little deposit in your bucket, like plot, 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 plot. And it doesn't have to be anything massive. It could literally be drinking, you know, half your body weight in water, doing that workout or, you know, reading those 10 pages of a book or whatever it is that you're doing. It's tiny things. It doesn't have to be massive goals. Right. It's little micro goals that can give you those little deposits. Because when you start to build up your confidence in yourself, not only do you start to care less what other people think, not that you won't ever not care what people think you're sure. human. We're designed yeah. to want to belong. Like we're innately wired that way. So I think a lot of times when we're like, screw what everyone else says, like, don't worry about anybody else. It's like, okay, well, if you're a sociopath, maybe, but like as humans, we do care what people think. It's just getting to the point where you care what you think most, and yeah. then you're unstoppable. So at the basis of everything, I think there's a really important question to ask yourself is like, what is the season that I'm in, in life right now? And how can I build confidence in this exact season? What are the tiny little things that I can do? The things that are easy to do, but are also very easy not to do to build up that confidence. And then how can I define success in this season right now? Because I think where a lot of women, especially women that are entrepreneurs struggle, and I can imagine for so many moms listening in, I'm not a mom, but having four kids or having any kids, different seasons of their life is going to require a different amount of effort from you. And yeah. often I think we, we struggle with comparing ourselves to other people, but we also struggle with comparing ourselves to a prior version of ourselves when the circumstances were different. 
right? Mm -hmm. So if you've got a baby that's like sleeping all the time, but then all of a sudden you've got a toddler who's trying to like stick its finger in a light socket, like that's a very different world as a parent, right? Of what you're trying to navigate. And I think we got to give ourselves credit for that. And we've got to make sure that right now, what our success criteria is actually makes sense for this season including if you're navigating grief or if you're in a big transition of life, or even if you're in a really happy season, like you mentioned, we just got married and I'm like, my success criteria of how I showed up for my business was totally different then compared to what it would be when I'm in a season of massive growth. So that I feel like is kind of the foundation of everything I think about is confidence and then defining success based off of your standards. I think that's awesome that you said that too, because I know for me, I'm very, very hard on myself. I was a swimmer in college. So I'm disciplined to a fault when it comes to exercise and uh, motivation and defining success, which for me at swimming would have been, you know, my times and how did I place and all that stuff. And I struggled, I think, as a mom, you know, I had a son and I had twin girls and then I had a baby girl. And I really had a hard time realizing I was being a good mom. Like there's just, I mean, at the end of the day, your house is a mess. Yeah. Your kids talk back or whatever. And it's difficult for me to be like, oh my God, I'm, but I'm raising them every single day. They're happy, they're loved, we're content, yeah. and all those things. That's difficult. But as an entrepreneur, what I learned and what you were saying is gaining that confidence. And so now I'm able to look at all that I've done in a day and being like, okay, but it's taken me that step and that leap into network marketing, which I was nervous to do, but the company yeah. aligned with me and it was pulling me in. I mean, I can go into all the signs and I'm sure my listeners have listened to it. All the signs I got at the first conference and I had no idea. I didn't know anyone. I was hesitant to fly to Houston because I didn't want to leave the kids. We're from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I didn't want to leave the kids. Yeah, like, you true. gotta go. You gotta go. My husband's so supportive. He's like, because he has done the entrepreneurship. He's pivoted in which I wanted to talk to you about as well. A linear path to I'm going to open up this new real estate business. I was like, oh my gosh, how? We're we're pregnant with our fourth. We just moved into our house. We're going to renovate. How are we going to survive this? And all of that stuff. But I've gained so much from, in in our marriage, as a wife, as a mother, and just pushing myself and growing, using my voice, sharing with people how I've done it. And just happier than ever because I'm doing what lights me up. I've like created a life I'm totally obsessed with because it's fun and it's helping other people, which for me is my love language. Like I just like, well, my love language is words of affirmation. So I want to hear that I'm helping other people, but you know what I mean? If that makes sense. Like I've just gained so much confidence in who I am by one, realizing all of the things I've done in my life and following my gut trusting my gut, trusting myself, believing in myself. But it wasn't like, I always tell people, it's not like a flip of the switch. It's not like I turned the light on and it's, I just started to take little action and I started to give myself grace. I started to give myself, this is what we got done today. This is awesome. And here's what we're going to do tomorrow. And then, you know, like with this podcast, it was one of those things where my husband put in all this equipment. He was like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. And I was like, why? You know, he's like in this like mastermind group, uh, networking mastermind group down in um, Dallas, Texas. And um, they all do podcasting. They write books. And so he comes home, he's psyched, you know, and he's like, I'm doing a podcast. And then we have all this equipment. He's not doing one. He's like, hey, do you want to do one? I don't have time right now with my business. And uh, I was like, okay, yeah. He was like, I can get you in this group and get it up in five weeks. And I was like, all right, I'm in. It took me literally five seconds to say, I'll do it. 
And yeah. so it's those baby steps to joining network marketing, starting to speak to people, starting to build my network and connect and communicate, and then realizing you have a voice and you're going to use it. And so, yes. Yeah. Well, I think like from a tactical perspective too, it's like, if you're just simply like coming up with an idea of something that you want to try, it yeah. can be as simple as saying like, what can I do in the next 24 hours to move the needle forward? Because maybe for example, let's even use like running in a marathon. Most people cannot run a marathon tomorrow. Some people can, if you are listening in like, yes, girl, you're in really ridiculously good shape. Awesome. Good for you. But most people can't run a marathon tomorrow, but you can sign up for a marathon. Right? right. You're not going to build a six figure business by tomorrow, but you can reach out to that person who has a business, whether it is network marketing, whether it is something else that you're interested in. And you can have that first conversation because you get this dopamine hit and we, we forget how important it is as humans to feel like we're making progress. So I'm always asking myself, like, what can I do to just get that quick hit to feel like I'm, I'm moving in the right direction because yeah. we get caught up in that. How, if we're sitting in this analysis paralysis, like, but what, but I'm not here yet. And then we start doing this thing where we spiral downwards. Like, am I really that good? And then you, you start to go into this like Instagram, like black hole, we're looking at other people and you're telling yourselves that they have something that you don't and whatever, but it's like, you're comparing your behind the scenes, like no makeup, just got into a, a fight with your husband, like just hot mess <laughs> express to their carefully curated, like sweater falling off the shoulder. Their hair looks amazing. Like filtered picture. Like we do that. Um, but I think the, the thing that's been really helpful for me and could be helpful for your listeners too, is when you start something, it's like, okay, give yourself that quick hit to take action. Give yourself that dopamine hit to start moving in the right direction. But then as soon as you start to let yourself dream bigger to what's possible for you and a bigger vision, you 100% will have a point where you feel like you're unqualified. Where you're like, ah, how am I ever going to get there? And you see this distance between where you are now and where you want to go, especially the really ambitious go-getter big dreamers that are listening into this. You probably have a massive distance. I know I do. I'm sure Lindsay, you do from yeah. where you want to be and where you are now, because what happens is once you do build up confidence and you get to that bigger vision, then all of a sudden you're vision is even bigger. Cause you're like, Oh, I did this. What else could I do? But right. even at that beginning stage, when there's that big space in between, I have to constantly remind myself that space is required. I don't want to rush it. I don't want to get there yesterday. I don't want my big dreams to happen. Like poof instantly dropped into my lap because I actually need to learn the skills and the habits and the coping mechanisms and um, how to really support myself to actually maintain it when I get there. So right. instead of telling myself I'm not qualified, I'm like, Oh no, no. Like, yes, you are not qualified yet, but the keywords yet, because you need this qualification period. That's been so helpful for me because I think it's really easy to get caught up in wanting to be at the next thing and beating ourselves up. If we don't feel like we're moving as quickly as we quote unquote should, or as somebody else did. And right. in reality, especially in network marketing, cause you're constantly like seeing people that did things at record paces and, you know, <laughs> record things that they've hit, but it's like, hold on. Stay in your own lane and trust that if it came for you faster, you would not be able to sustain it. And yeah. that's a beautiful thing to just remind yourself of. I'm like, okay, I don't actually, I'm, I'm hosting an event for hundreds of women um, this fall. I've never done an event that big before. I hosted, I've sp spoken to thousands of people, but I've never hosted my own event. Very different. Sometimes those fears come up because I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, wait a second. Every single day that I show up and do one thing that's moving me in the right direction, I'm getting more qualified. And of course I don't know how to do it. I've never done it. So about that grace, right? Which I think right. is what you were kind of speaking to, which I think is really important. And that's important too. Like a good message to like mine, like yeah. wing it, you know, where, where I thought like we, 
we'll, we'll never know if we don't <laughs> try yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like we'll never do anything if we've already done, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't make any, you know, so part of my story um, is just like, you know, I didn't make the basketball when I was 13. I mean, I know it's like, sounds like, oh my gosh, oh, so stupid. But you know, my dad was a basketball coach and my best friend was a basketball player. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. And I didn't make it. And I was like, so confused. It's like, what am I going to do? And so I'm just in my room and I was like, well, I'm going to try out for the swim team. And my mom's like, you don't know any of the strips. She didn't get cut from this team too, but I ended up making it. I swam at two division one schools. And so I try to tell people like, you have to do things before you're ready. I was feeling called to go and swim and it ended up being like one of the biggest blessings of my life it's transformed so much for me but it's like we have we have to just give ourselves a chance and know that everything that we've ever been going through is preparing us for whatever is making us nervous and exciting us is calling us that's what we're meant to go and do and there's no doubt that you are meant to go and run this amazing conference where you're going to empower so many you know women and people and just inspire so many to go and do what they want to do, which is exactly what I'm trying to do as well. And, I, you know, I started writing a book. I'm like, do I know what I'm doing? No, but I called on somebody that does know what she's doing and she can coach me to get there. And it's going to be really, really cool when it does. And but I know that, you know, even she, she'll tell me, you're not at a point where you're ready to start editing it. You're in massive creation mode. Just keep writing. Just keep writing. You're not like, you know, no one is born ready to do everything. You just have to take everything that you've been through in life and, you'll get to where you're meant to be. And then of course, you know, if you're a go-getter like you or I, you're going to have bigger dreams and you're going to keep yes. you know, climbing that mountain. And that is for me. And I think you talked about that maybe recently on one of the two episodes I was listening to is that that's the joy is in the journey. The joy is when you're challenging yourself each day. Like, what can I do to be better than yesterday? And I know the days whenever I'm at the end of my day and I'm like, oh, gosh, I didn't get all my stories and talk like I wanted to. Like, I didn't challenge myself. I'm actually disappointed in myself because I know I can do it. And, you know, you want to like that. Like, those are the things that like excite me and scare me and like go and challenge yourself. Like, why are you not doing those things that, you know, so the joy is in the challenge and the journey to getting to where you want to be. So it's not really at the end because is there really an end? No, we're always going to be challenging ourselves. So. Well, and I think it's really important that we have those little like micro wins along the way that we can celebrate to make it feel more fulfilling because mm -hmm. the outcome of anything isn't guaranteed, but the process is. And so it's like, well, along the way, as you're, you know, having these tiny little wins, those are all big confidence boosts, like big deposits into your bucket. And, and at the root of it all, it's like, if you believe in your ability to figure things out, when a new idea does come to your mind, like some people feel it viscerally, like you and I, like it's a very innate, intuitive feeling. Some people, it's more like an idea that's bopping around in their head and it's not as much visceral, but when something comes into you, whether it's from a visceral reaction or in your head, you actually just believe that you can take action on it. You don't believe that you have to know all of the hows when you've gotten into this practice of these tiny little wins that you're celebrating, which are all big confidence deposits. And, and truthfully, life throws so many curveballs. We know that. And it's like, yes. I just want to make sure that at the root of even building a business, I'm focused on who is the person that I'm becoming in pursuit of all of these goals, because it's not about getting there. We think it's about the goal and accomplishing the goal. It's about what we think that we're going to feel when we accomplish that goal. But it's right. like, how can you get some of those feelings now? Well, you can set yourself up with these tiny little wins rather than waiting until some arbitrary milestone to feel proud. And right. especially with helping so many women in the podcasting space grow their shows and stuff, it's like they have these milestones of downloads that like when I hit this stage, then I'm going to feel like I'm a good podcaster. Then I'm going to feel proud of myself. And I'm like, 
Okay, the fact that you're on a mic and you're sharing transparently, pulling back the curtain with people and understanding that your life is a testimony of what's possible for other people, like that is something to feel so freaking proud of right now. If you don't celebrate that, you're gonna get where you wanted to go eventually. You're gonna look back at the path that you took towards getting there and you're gonna see that you robbed yourself of so much opportunity to feel proud and so much opportunity to build confidence and you're not gonna think that it was worth it. So you're not gonna go to that next level and you're robbing other people of your example. So it's like the process, like so often people say like, fine, join the journey. And it's like, it sounds so fluffy, but it's like from a tactical perspective, it's like, actually, if you don't, you are missing opportunities to build confidence. If you don't, you're missing opportunities to be an example to somebody else who needs to see someone in your exact circumstances, keep going for it. And you're going to burn yourself out. True. If you don't don't celebrate along the way, you know, that's such a good point. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, somebody messaged me yesterday and was like, I see all these happy posts. Like, what is it that you do? I was like, yeah, that's a good question. I guess I mean, like, it's hard to explain because I am, at a point where I feel very joyful, but it's because I feel like I practice a lot of gratitude. I'm also gifting myself a lot of opportunity to grow and learn myself more each day, which I think is a blessing. Really, really paying attention to what lights me up, what is in tune with what Lindsay wants and what are my desires, because we're all uniquely like and purposely like made to be here with specific goals and specific things we're to live out. And I know, like you just mentioned grief a little bit ago, and a lot of, you know, where I got today was losing my grandparents was, it was very visual. We had, you know, hospice, it was, we had time and it was, it was taxing because they were so important to me, but it, it also, I gained a lot from being there and you know at the, you know I had you know young kids at the time and you know they're with me and I'm watching this new life and this you know end of life and I'm thinking oh my gosh you know like how do I want to live out my days it was very like not like adding an urgency to my life I did post about this recently just but like really get clear on what you want <laughs> you know what I mean otherwise you're just kind of like wasting your time and so you know it is that that joy that is within me is that I'm getting to learn myself I'm saying no to really a lot that doesn't align with me I'm not wasting my time on a lot of unnecessary conversations that could drain my energy I'm a very energy feeler so some things can be very draining to me yeah um, and so I've just become really in tune with who I am and what I want to share and how I want to bless others and how I can make a difference in this world for other people, but also myself, because it's a blessing to me. Yeah. You know, that I'm helping someone else live a really, really good life where they're using their gifts and, you know, living purposefully and with passion. And that's really where the joy is. You know, I'm just, and I'm taking really good care of myself. I'm not letting myself, I'm just showing up for me. And I think that's like, you know, a lot of moms in general, probably, feel like they lost themselves a little bit when they have children and you know you do get kind of like (laughs) swarmed you know um with and just engulfed in what they need but it's just so important to share you know these little things like these little wins that you're talking about like that's every day for me if I have one conversation from somebody that shares like interaction in my stories like oh my gosh that quote like really really made a difference to me my day is, I feel like there's a really good point that you made at the beginning there too, of like, you know, seeing your grandparents at the end of their life in hospice and, and whatnot, mm-hmm. where it's like a core, like a question that people can actually ask themselves, to like take something from that is, you know, are you motivated by like, are you literally living your life in fear of failing 
Because if you instead tapped into this idea of fear of regret, it's a really powerful like fuel to actually take action where I think a lot about when I get to the end of my TBD amount of days here, which I've lost two friends at age 30. Um, and I think that in itself, like just kind of reminds you the fragility of life and that you don't know how much time that you have here. And when you have that in the forefront of your brain, not from like a, a low energetic place, but from just an understanding that you don't know how much time you have all of a sudden right. someday feels like it's more urgent and right. you're, you're more worried about getting to the end and saying, I wish I would have done that thing, but I was too afraid. And I'm also really fearful of if I live a life in accordance to someone else, like this motivated me to kind of get off this path that I was on that didn't feel aligned. Where I'm like, if I live in accordance to other people who are living lives that I actually don't want to be living, even if I love them, I don't want their life. I don't want their marriage. I don't want their financial situation. I don't want their freedom. I don't want their career path. I don't want that. But if I live based off of their standards, I don't want to get to the end of my TBD amount of days here and actually have resentment towards them because I lived a life that they had prescribed and it wasn't aligned. That's on me. It's right. about taking radical responsibility and saying like, am I taking advice from people who I wouldn't want to switch places with? So often we're stuck in that, right? And then yes. that mode of doing it over and over again and, and touching on like just the fragility of life. I do think that's a really powerful motivator. And it's like, I am so much more afraid of regret of not getting to do the things that I want to do or show right. up in the way that I want to show up than I am of failure because really failure is simply just other, what most people are afraid of is really just other people watching them fail and what they're going to make that mean about them or that they're going to be embarrassed by it. Hey everyone. Thank you so much for supporting my show. I want to connect with you. I want to get to know you linked in the description is a link to my Facebook group or go to Facebook and search wing it rise up. I want to build a community of people that want to rise up into their best selves and go after the life that they want. I would love to meet you and help you out on your journey. See you there. If your life is a living, breathing testimony of what's possible for other people, I think there's so much importance as women that are ambitious and gifted this vision on our heart to go for it, that we go do that so other people can watch us even if we fail because they get to see us pick ourselves back up and get back in the game. And that's that full contrast. And I think, you know, you, you speaking a lot about joy and how you feel joyful now, I would guess it's also because you've had that contrasting low. You can't have the magnitude of like the high vibe joy. If you haven't also had the low lows where you're like, gosh, that whole spectrum of emotions is like the human experience. And it makes you more grateful just for anyone listening. in that's like hearing this, like, oh, you guys seem like you're in such a great place now. Yeah. But it's also because of the fact that when you're in a really tough season, I think it's really important to remind yourself of like, there is going to be a future version of you who's going to look back on this exact season in your life if you're in something tough right now. And they're going to see a version of you that they created through that, like how you grew the character building and the resilience and the skills that you learned and the grit that's going to make you a better person, even though it doesn't feel like it when it feels really crappy, there is something on the other end of this that you're going to look back and feel grateful for. And I think that's powerful to have in the forefront of your brain too, you know? Amen. Yeah. I totally feel that because I know there were times like in college, just like, I was just so emotional. I mean, you know, being on the swim team, the men's women's swim team, and there's just a lot of energy. And, you know, I know that I, you know, I've talked to my coaches and my mentors and other teammates and they're like, like Lindsay has definitely, you know, but I'm in alignment and I'm really, really cautious of my energy. I mean, at the time in college, you're young, you're you're doing all the things, you know, but, but yeah, it's just interesting. And I heard you say something too earlier on a podcast when I was listening about just people are always collecting 
other people's like thoughts or on what the action they should take. And that is so huge. Like, I feel like I've really gone to the point where like, hey, I love and respect my parents, love and respect my in-laws, but I'm doing my thing. (laughs) I'm doing my thing unapologetically. I'm sharing very, very authentically about my journey and things like that. And it's okay. I had to get to a point where I was like, okay, even like siblings and um, just aren't going to understand really social media or podcasting because they really didn't live through it. So they're not, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't expect people to chime in on something that you want to do when they don't understand why yeah. you're doing it or things like that. So I think that was a good point too, to bring up when, you know, following the things that you want to do, don't go around collecting information from people that aren't going to understand it. If it's something you want to do, like you just, you know, yeah. you have to do it. Yeah. Well, And it's like, I think you can be really curious about other people's perspective, but then it's kind of going back to like, to really knowing that intuitively, you know, what's right for you. And it's easy to give the placeholder of, I don't know what I want, or I don't know how, but I promise you if Oprah was like, Hey, here's a million dollars, go chase something. What do you want to chase? All of us could come up with an answer, right? Like, I mean, you do (laughs) actually know, but the how is so socially acceptable or the, I don't know, or I just don't have time for it. It's these like placeholder statements that it just sounds better. So other people are gonna be like, Oh yeah, you're right. You would go for it. If you had more time, you would go for it. If you didn't have kids if you didn't just move if you didn't whatever and everybody can only give advice from their own experience so of course if you're getting advice about how to be an entrepreneur from someone who's never been an entrepreneur they might not be comfortable with risk it requires a lot of comfort with jumping and then just assuming that you're going to be able to figure it out. Like that assumption is a good assumption to make, but it's like, you know, for people that have never done it, of course they can't give you advice and it's not their fault. And I think a lot of times we put blame on other people of like, Oh, they don't get it. They don't support me all of that. But in reality, it's like, well, number one, do they know what support actually looks like? Right. Because maybe they can't give you advice about how to build your business because they've never done it, but do they know what support looks like? Have you told them, Hey, I'm doing this. I'm really excited about this. This is the real reason that this matters to to me. Like, this is what it would look like if you were to be supportive of me in this, how can I support you in your life? Right. And I think that's an important conversation for us to have, but then still at the end of the day, reminding ourselves it's our job and only our job to believe in us because we're the one that's gifted the vision that we have for our life. And that vision that keeps evolving it's our job to give back to the world by showing up and actually doing it. But so often it's like, we're stuck in this pattern where we're like, well, what does my mom think about this? What does my sister think? What does Sally Sue 293 and some random girl that I haven't (laughs) talked to since third grade? It's like, what? I don't care what those people are doing because I care that I'm the one that has to live my own life every single day. And I want to make sure it's one that I love. Right. Amen. It's so beautiful. Just talking about those gifts. Like it's our job to live out those gifts, not ask everybody what they think and getting stuck because that's where people do get stuck is where they're thinking like well what's everyone gonna think well how will I do this and they just get they just paralyze themselves out of the fear and the unknown and I think for me every chance or everything that I've ever done that's been truly great I I did before I was ready I just went and did it and learned along the way and like had a lot of fun doing it and things like that. But I love that you talked about like the entrepreneurship thing, because I really wanted to talk to you about that because both of our husbands now, and I can say that now that you guys are married, um, that both of them followed a very linear path. My husband was a chiropractor and everybody's like, whatever I tell them. So my husband was a chiropractor and now he's a real estate broker general and investor and 
oh, they're like, wait, how, how do you get from chiropractic yep. to real estate? And I've been trying to get him to come on a podcast for a while, but timing <laughs> with more kids and his business and then hunting season, it, you know, I'm still trying to get him on. I'm like, do you have time today? Do you have time today? So I want to, you know, bring home this point that it's okay to pivot, you know, when, yes maybe things aren't driving. Like Mike is a very high energy, like we're both very high energy, which I always say, oh my gosh, we have four energetic monsters. <laughs> but very um, entrepreneurial spirit. Um, we really like working for ourselves and seeing what can come next. But so why don't you share too what your husband did? And yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so it was actually a year ago. Um, I, so I was part of a business mastermind and it w- was with 25 entrepreneurs. Everybody has different businesses and, um, really the ideas come together and kind of work on each other's businesses, different perspectives, all different industries. And I came home from that mastermind and I was telling Sina, my husband, a lot about like kind of what we were talking about there and a lot of the ideas that I had. And, and he had just recognized that he felt more excited about being in the entrepreneurial space than he did about being a dentist. And it was really interesting because right away, my personality is, is like yours and that like chase, like you've got one shot here. So like do the things that light you up, get excited about it. And, um, so he decided to quit. And a lot of people didn't understand that because to become a dentist, like a chiropractor, you know, you have so much education, so much money goes into it. So much time goes into it. And, um, to me, that part didn't really matter because it's, you know, we're not looking backwards at how much time was taken to get there. I'm more about like, what are you going to be excited about in the future? And I personally want to do life with and raise kids with someone who's excited and passionate. So whatever that is, let's go get that, right? Like, let's go get it more quickly. And I think that was the thing is like, why stay in dentistry any longer if you already can play it out? And when he told me, he said the line of, I feel like I'm wasting my potential here. And I was like, that was what clicked in my brain is the last thing that I want is for, for, for him to experience the feeling of being underwhelmed, like you're wasting your potential. Cause I've had that feeling before yes. Even when I was, my last corporate job was at Google and I really loved it. I loved my career trajectory, my managers. Like I had a lot of growth opportunity and I actually really loved working there, but I had this like underwhelming feeling and this like, I know I can't do this. I'm going to have to build this side thing, which at the time for me was a network marketing business. I'm like, I'm going to have to build this before and after work because this is the ticket to getting me more options and freedom. So because I've had that feeling myself, when he expressed it to me, I was like, please go and go as quickly as you possibly can. I was like, quit tomorrow. Like, let's go. (laughs) Um, And uh, I think it's really, it's a, I love the example. And I get asked a lot about him doing that too um, on podcasts, because I do think we have this, you know, this idea of a chiropractor, of a dentist, of a doctor, of a lawyer, of these things that we take a lot of time to get there. But in reality, I'm like the skills that are going to make him successful in whatever he does are the skills that he also built while he was becoming a dentist, like the work ethic and the focus and the the building up that belief in yourself that you can figure things out that is transferable, but we don't think about it in society that way because it's like, Oh, you did this for X, Y, Z. Now you need to sign up to do that for 50 more years. And I'm like, that's BS. Like we're constantly evolving (laughs) people. Like we're going to change our minds. And I think that's the beauty of it, but it's hard to be what you can't see. So we have to have people that are being unapologetic about sharing their stories about doing this. I love that you talk about your husband's story and that he's going to eventually we'll get him on the podcast. We'll talk about his story too. But I think (laughs) that's so important because 
we need to normalize changing your mind. We need to normalize pivots and transitions and normalize like supporting our friends that build businesses and, and yes. like understanding that, you know, and yes. I'm all about that life. So, and I love yeah. what you said too, about like, okay, so you go to work and you're like, not happy there. Like what kind of marriage is that going to be like? Or like, cause you know, they're bringing home their day. You know, yeah. they're bringing home their day. And so, and I know for Mike, like whenever I found out, you know, Robin from Peloton was going to be at the first conference, that's really what got me <laughs> to the conference for Scout and Teller because I had to meet who I was, you know, working out with every morning. Yeah. And he's like, oh my gosh, like these signs that you have to go. Like he was so supportive. But it's, it's, he, he's seen the change in me. Like once I, you know, lost my grandparents, once I started to follow the signs, once I started to get to know myself again, after having four children, doing yeah. the entire house renovation, supporting his dream to open that brokerage, he's seen the change in me. Like now we are just so in line, not that we don't ever fight. Everybody fights yeah, in marriage. I'm not going to like sit here and say that everything's perfect all of the time. We're just, everything's great. Yeah. But he, we're so abundantly happy because we are doing our life's like work, like our, you know, we're, we're fulfilling ourselves and our gifts every single day. You know, how was your day? He had a great day. He loves the hustle and bustle of real estate investing and working yeah. in brokerage and working with, um, you know, mentoring other real estate agents that are just, you know, coming on and who loves doing that. He was never going to be fulfilled adjusting people yep. <laughs> in an office. And when you know that for them, like yeah. it makes it so easy because people, a lot of people have asked me like, oh my gosh, you were so understanding of him wanting to leave dentistry, but like he didn't have a plan because he was interested in real estate, but it wasn't like, it was like, this is exactly what I'm going to do. He didn't know what he was going to do. I was like, let's just give right. him some space to think about it. And we were in a right. fortunate situation that financially we could, because of my business that we right. could give him that space so he could think. Right. And I, and it's interesting because so many people were asking me about that of like, oh my gosh, like you're so, you're so supportive of this. And it's like, well, yeah, because I already know, like, I can play this out and I can see how this is going to affect our marriage as well. Like the selfish part of it right. is I'm, I'm like, I can see how this can affect me. And I can right. see how this is going to affect our kids if they grow up with parents who are passionate about what they do or parents who one of them is really passionate and the other one is not passionate at all. Right. And like right. what, how that's going to affect the marriage, what type of marriage are they going to see modeled to them? So like, I could see, I played it out. As soon as he said it, I played it out 10 years and 15 right. years, 20 years. I was like, I, yeah, right. duh. it wasn't even a question for me of that. So like, you know, and I think that's like for anyone that's trying to support someone else, whether it is a significant other, or if it's a friend or a sister, it's like figure out the motive. And when you understand someone's motive, it's so much easier for you to like be fully supportive and on board of their vision. And then it's about like creating that vision together so that both right. people feel part of it. And it sounds like you guys have done a great job of that. And that's something that I always tell network marketers too, for any women that are listening in is like, how do I get my significant other on board? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, figure out a way to cast the vision of how is this going to help you show up and be a happier person and then exhibit those characteristics right. so they can see it. But then also how is me, you know, back when I was in network marketing, I was like, I can see how this is going to help me support you through dental school. Like we're going to pay for us to live in downtown New York city while you go through dental school with this business that I'm building on the side. It built quicker than I anticipated. And I was able to leave the corporate world after like 13 months, but it, you know, I could paint like the vision of where it was going and how it was going to affect him too, which right. just instantly got him more enrolled in it. Like not that he wouldn't have been supportive if it, it wasn't involving him, but it just clicked for him more when right. he saw how it impacted him. And that's just how we are as humans. And I think we just need to right. acknowledge that. 
Right? Yeah, no, I think that's amazing. And I hear from so many people who, you know, one of them's like on this personal development journey and they're doing all the work and then the other one's not and they're disconnected. And, you know, I think for Mike too, like that's my husband, like he, yeah. you know, joined a mastermind where he goes to Dallas like almost every single month. And all of these people are entrepreneurs and business owners and all different types of businesses. Um, and they are just, you know, they're all aligned with, you know, he's been so much more supportive working home and he like he vacuums and he cleans the kitchen every single night because he knows. Because you're pulling it together. Yeah. And by the time I get done with my calls or whatever I'm doing, he wants me to come sit on the couch with him, not go clean the kitchen. So he's going to help out. So it's just been this alignment of we both are going hard after what we want during the day. And then at the end of the day, we want to be together. We want to chill. We want to talk about our days. And it's just about that, you know, that support and knowing, you know, that's what he wanted. He knows that it was tense when they were getting started on their business, like he and his business partner, and I'm home pregnant with the force <laughs> trying to renovate this I house. Can't even. <laughs> and not at that point, not even close to knowing my purpose. I used to coach classes at the gym, which was great. I do enjoy, um, you know, working out. It's one of my jams. But as soon as I started to, you know, read, I read this book, Open Your Mind to Prosperity. He was like, I want you to read this book. And I was like, oh, I don't read books. You know, I'm home with the kids. And I was like, I'm going to do 20 pages a day. And like, I finished it the day I found out, you know, who was going to get the conference. And then it's like, he saw the change in me. And he was like, yeah. go, like, go into your thing. I got the kids. I'm totally enabled to do the things that I want to do because he knows what that feels like. And yeah. I see so many of my friends in marriages where, Oh, they're, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's really hard to watch your friends, you know, their husbands hate their job, they come home miserable, they, they drive to a job they hate, and you're over here like, it's like, it's really hard to relate, because we've, we've been through difficult times, but it was just getting us to the point where we were fulfilled in our work, and fulfilled using our gifts, and I think so many are afraid to, I mean, obviously, maybe not everybody loves their their day job, but like yes. find those little joys in your day, like find that gratitude and go and, you know, I don't know, enjoy your life. Like I, for me, it was a lot of loss perspective. How do I want to live out my days? How do I want to bless others? How can I give myself more grace and how can I live a life that I really freaking love? It's so cool because I think the, the other thing that people can take from this is if they're listening in and they're the first person and like, say, say in their, in a marriage. Okay. Mm -hmm. Say a woman listening into this, like for sake of example, like she's married to a man. So you are the one that's going first on this personal growth journey. And you're starting to see how good that you're feeling. There's one choice that you have, which is I can be frustrated that this person's not with me on this. And I can start to beat them up about that and be like, oh, you don't get it, but you don't get it and create more distance. Or you can say, this is how good I feel. I've chose to do life with this person. So how can I express to them how good that they could feel and how can I kind of start to breadcrumb that in? Cause that's really how, I mean, I haven't asked this question in a long time, but like, that's really how I got Cena on board with my big vision where I was like, hold on, like from a personal development perspective, I'm like, maybe if you read this book that has like some sciencey stuff in it, he read um, the happiness advantage by Sean Aker was one of the first books that he read in like the personal development space. And I was listening to podcasts and I was obsessed with it, but like, I tried to like shove it on him and that was not working. So like, let me try a different approach here. Like we're going to try just like breadcrumbing it. So it's like, as much as we want to get frustrated with someone else, 
it's like taking the finger that we want to point at them and flipping it back around, pointing at ourselves and saying like, what can I own here? And I think especially for new entrepreneurs that might be listening into this, that can maybe see your marriage as an example of what they might want to a certain degree, which is beautiful. Um, cause it's a testimony of what's possible for them in their way with their dynamics, but it's saying, instead of saying, I wish I was there, it's saying, well, what can I do now to kind of start moving in the right direction? Because it, a marriage is two people, right? So it's like, you're going to have to give and take a little bit. And I think, um, there can be a lot of resentment that's built up from that if it's not it's if you're not thinking about the bigger vision of where you're going to go with it you know right yeah no i think it's so beautiful to discuss those things because you know we people don't been through people don't discuss it and i'm like i just want you to be happy that's one of the things my grandmother used to say to me all the time because you know in college like i said a little emotional a lot on my plate i was hard on myself i was really really focused on being like a really really great swimmer my dad's like you're here for school you know i'm like i feel like i'm here for swimming <laughs> but and i didn't even use my degree so i guess i really was there for swimming um but you know she would always say it's supposed to be happy and it's like i always like sometimes will hashtag like dear grandma i get it now because it's the happiness comes from using what God has given me yeah. and blessing other people and talking to other people and communicating and using my energy for the good. Cause you know, I have a lot of energy and some people are like, Oh my gosh, could you just calm down? <laughs> I am who I am. And owning that and like, okay, so how can I use my voice? You know, and it's really, a, I, you know, I will always shout on the rooftops network marketing. I used to hate it, but it, when I started with it, I was like, well, how can I do it different? I really want to brand myself. Who is, like, what is Lindsay all about? Like, fitness, fashion, I love fashion, fun, which is the line. That's where my eye market line, so that's where the line comes in. And family and faith, like, I share those things. Like, those are my pillars. Like, that's what I share. So I started to write. Like, I would be, like, writing and, like, giving myself that creative space. And that's where I started to realize, oh, my God, I really love writing. I'm going to have to write a book. And, you know, and so I try to tell people, Give yourself little things that you might not sure you want to do, but you're kind of being tugged towards it because it might lead you into what, you know, I will, I will market mine all day long, but the real big thing for me is that it gifted me more to look like I learned more about myself. Yep. That's made me a happier wife, a happier mother, a happier person in general, just because I'm, I'm being me, not yeah. being Lindsay as a wife, Lindsay as a mother and not giving myself any of the gifts that you know, I deserve in life, you know, we all are meant to, you know, by human design to have desires for what our gifts are and how we want to live out our days. And I think so many don't tune into that. So, you know, maybe you have a job that you have to keep because that's your money, but give yourself like that creative thing, like that you did on the side. Like I can tell you have like that hustle inside of you. So yep. you had your great corporate job, but you were like, I'm going to need to use my energy for something else yeah. Yeah, too <laughs> much. I need a director in some way otherwise things are going to explode yeah exactly. you know what I mean like yeah I'm gonna live my mind I don't give myself something else to do and it, you know you did and then that obviously you know that I'm sure in those moments you were like all right I'm meant to coach on a greater scale yeah. I'm meant to do this on you know so but you're not gonna that's not gonna happen from you sitting on the couch to you yeah. running in a hundred people mastermind group or you know whatever yeah. you know the networking thing so yeah. it's like you have to take little actionable steps, like follow those little things that are tugging you. Don't discount like maybe joining a network marketing company because it could be the game changer for you. I mean, those network marketing companies offer a lot as far as personal development, coaching, mentorship, yeah. 
and it, it could be it could be something that's aligned for you for a season for many many years for right. the, forever for whatever it can be also like your gateway into entrepreneurship yes. it can be a launching yeah. pad for you it can be the person it can be the place where you gain self-awareness there's so like I'm such a huge proponent of network marketing because I do think it's so aligned for so many people. I mean, I didn't, I earned uh, multiple millions of dollars in network marketing, but it's not the money that actually is what was the win from it. It's the, it's who I became over the course of building a business because I, I learned who I was. And then I believed that that person was worthy and capable. And then I started to believe because of like having the foundation of building confidence that I could figure anything out. And now it's like, the sky's the limit of it. Just what do I want to do? What's tugging at my heartstrings? Yes. What, what's the next best step and, yeah. and trusting your own intuition. So I, I love that so much. Oh my gosh. That is so beautiful. I think that we just really nailed a lot of subjects. Really <laughs> yes, I'm like, I feel like I get education all day long. It was just like that. Yeah. That, that was just perfect. And it, it, you, you know, you mentioned that in the beginning too, just like following those little steps, taking yep. those little actions, those little dopamine hits, those little things that bring you joy each day. And it builds your confidence. And you said, you know, you're, you know, feeling worthy and capable Yeah. Two big things um, that don't yeah. just come while you're sitting on the couch nursing um, babies. I mean, maybe it should because it is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always something that you can say success at the end of the day. Like that was for me, that wasn't, that wasn't it. I, I, I totally enjoyed it, but I, you know, for me, it's like, I want to have these interactions with people. I want to know that I'm helping others and um, empower them just like you do for so many for podcasting, which I yeah. love so much. Um, really is fun to have these conversations, like how, what else would I get to know you? And yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing. I'm very, very grateful for you, um, for taking the time to come on here and sharing with my, when you rise up listeners, very, very, um, thankful for you. So I hope we can stay connected and, you know, keep cheering each other on and, I will, anything else you want to share with listeners where they can find you? Yeah. And Thank you so next. much, Lindsay. Yeah. You're so sweet. Um, yeah. So like you mentioned, my podcast is called empower her. It's a Monday, Thursday podcast episode. I've been doing this for gosh, over three years now. It's my favorite <laughs> platform. Um, and then I help women that want to start their own podcast as well as existing podcasters that want to grow scale and monetize. Um, so those are the two programs I'm jamming on. And like I mentioned, I'm planning my first big live women's event. So that's a personal development event. It's going to be in Phoenix, Arizona in October 21st, 22nd, 23rd. So come connect with me on social media and thank you again, Lindsay. You're the best. I appreciate you. You're so sweet. Well, thank you, Keisha. I really appreciate you being here and I will talk to you soon. Thanks, girl. Thank you for tuning in to the Wing It and Rise Up podcast. Make sure to share this with someone you know that can benefit from this content. Remember to support this show by rating, reviewing, and subscribing.